Hey, babe, it's, um, do you know it's International Pride Day? That I did know. Yes. You did? Mm-hmm. You know what I think is the best way to celebrate it? Oh, God. <laughs> Why don't we watch Pride and Prejudice? I don't really think that's Pride. what International Pride Day is. <laughs> You don't you don't think it's about um, middle upper class white women trying to get married to upper upper class white men in 18th century England? You know, I do remember reading that that was exactly what the Stonewall protests were about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. so. It was all it was all ladies in empire waist dresses being like, let's get married. Yeah, we've been thinking about this ally thing completely backwards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, no, we're not watching this in honor of Pride, but it is funny to watch a movie called Pride and Prejudice. I would hope we're not on watching Pride it in honor of Pride. <laughs> we're, we're doing a bad job. Yeah, they need better allies. We're doing Pride wrong. Uh, so we're watching Pride and Prejudice. We're getting some desserts for a treat for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want you to watch the A&E version with Jennifer Ellie and uh, Colin Firth, but it is like six hours long and I'm nice. Oh my God. So we're just watching the Kira Knightley version. What could t- possibly take six hours? Not even <laughs> Oklahoma is six hours long. <laughs> Adam, there, there, the many, many twists and turns of propriety and manners and, you know, court, courtship. At that time. And it's still a rom-com, so there's plenty of misunderstandings and... I think we have quite a wasp infection going on <laughs> in our apartment right now. <laughs> it is a waspy girl's wet dream. I, but I'm excited for you. Well, first of all, I really think you're going to identify with the character Mr. Darcy. Because he's zero fun and is kind of an a-hole. Um... So I think you're going to identify with him. Solid work he's doing already. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Second of all, I'm excited for you to tap into a bit of the female psyche and see why a character like Mr. Darcy is so appealing. I'm not quite understanding why I need that insight into the female psyche. Aren't you curious? (laughs) I don't know. I've obviously already tricked you, so... (laughs) No, Mr. Darcy is, um, you know, like one of the most revered and attractive fictional characters in the um, world of fiction. I don't know what else to say. No, he is. He's like, what? At least he's not one of the most attractive real characters in the world of fiction. (laughs) That would be weird. Adam... (laughs) No, Mr. Darcy is like he's a he's a sex icon. He's a he's a female fantasy. I've never heard this before. Well, you're to see you're not tapping into the female psyche. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I haven't heard many people talk about Pride and Prejudice. I aside to reference the length and drudgery of what? Who is talking about the length and drudgery of Pride and Prejudice? Well, I don't know. Every time someone you know, talks about how they just read a long book and they're like, oh, well, it oh. wasn't Pride and Prejudice, but. Uh, no, <laughs> War and Peace is the famously long one. 
Yeah, no, War and Peace is Pride also and Prejudice one. is not that long. It's not. Oh, maybe it just feels like decades. You haven't read it. And I feel decades older just talking about it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, I think it's really great. I think there's a great element of comedy. Uh, I think you're really going to like the character of Mr. Darcy um, and the verbal. I really like the verbal sparring between the two. Um, and on the scale, how close is it to Dangerous Liaisons? Because it's uh, costume wise, you, you thought pretty I was on par. You really going to like that, too. Well, costume wise, it's pretty on par. And there's a lot of like social politics aspects of it that you probably won't care about. Um so it sounds a lot like Dangerous Liaisons. <laughs> but this is about good people. It still sounds a lot like Dangerous Liaisons. <laughs> well, if you didn't like um, a modern version of a Jane Austen novel, I thought, let's just go to the original and watch a an in-time period version of a Jane Austen novel. I love Jane Austen, and so does my, you know, my dad's a really big sap, and he loves Jane Austen. So this is, you can bring this up next time you're having scotch with uh, Mr. Mr. Bland. And, I mean, perhaps we can comment on paint drying as well. No, he likes it. Oh my god, I'm already regretting making you do this. <laughs> anyway. This um, is my goal, to slowly and carefully <laughs> wear you down. <laughs> Until I don't have to do things I don't like. No, anymore. we're watching it. Do you want to do our postmortem now, or do you want to wait? I don't really know. That was so long. Babe, it was two hours. That's a standard film. That's so long. Most Marvel movies are longer than that. But more happens than most Marvel mm, movies. I don't know if that's true, though. Like, what's one more car chase What's one more city being ruined? But there's overarching conflict that lasts longer than one scene. No, there's conflict in this. Judy Dench showed up. Oh my god, you'll a... never marry him. And then she apparently died. Like, but I love him. Where'd she go? No, she's just like, you'll never marry him. She's like, what? He was talking about me? OMG. And they were like texting each other overnight. Like, you up? Yeah, I'm up. I love you. Okay, I love you too. Let's get married. What about Lady Catherine Burke? I don't give a fuck about her. I make 10000 a year. Okay. Yeah, but it seems like she makes more and has weapons and shit. Yeah, like, but, why... but, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, so maybe he was cut off from that estate, but he still clearly has his own money. Like, but did she get drunk and make a scene at the wedding or something? Like, it just, the conflict guess, just disappeared. I'm going to guess that she wasn't invited. It was like, no, never, over my dead body, and then... Apparently there's an alternate U.S. She ending. went like bird watching apparently, in the Hamptons or something. Apparently and... there's a Pride and Prejudice um, alternate ending, which I haven't seen. Should we search for it? No. Okay. An um, alternate ending. It's a triple wedding. The Bennets have a vow renewal. So, <laughs> so before before we talk about the movie, I just want to give the opportunity to cut away to a couple of comments during the movie if we need to okay which comments are those babe i'm i'm just saying it now so that i can edit it later and cut them in oh i'm <laughs> still not 100 percent sure how podcasts work i know because <laughs> I, I feel like there's a lot of like kira knightley mouth porn in this movie 
Kiara Knightley mouth. Yeah, thing. you're just, you're just no her beautiful little bee stung lips. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're gonna. <laughs> I think you're. You are by far the worst objectifier of women I think I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right back to fucking patty cake. Like, yeah. Jesus. Look, he's having as much fun as you would have at a party like that. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think you'd, I think you'd relate a lot to Mr. Darcy. Oh my god, his hair is very Harry Styles. From you know, one direction. <laughs> They're like the Beatles of the modern day. Wait, I I don't know what any of them look like, but I do kind of know their music because oh, it's in all of our the Beatles of the modern day. <laughs> no, no, I mean we need to talk. No, 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 in terms of fame, not in terms of oh. I don't understand why they ever do under the cover things because it's not fun to talk to people under covers. It's very hot. You yeah. know? Have you ever tried talking to someone under the covers? No. It's breath is everywhere. It's hot. So I think there's a candle dangerously close to the fabric. We gotta talk about this lighting department and where all of the <laughs> light sources are coming from. It doesn't matter. Because this, there's something Adam, seriously wrong. If here. you're paying this much attention to where the lighting is coming from, then the show is not doing its job of giving a compelling story. <laughs> Captured it, nailed it. Is that too far away to catch my bits of comedy gold? Fine, Adam. I'll put the microphone closer so your comedic witticisms can be caught. Hey. It's hard to be an internet sensation this when would the be, internet can't oh hear god, me. Oh god, internet sensation. This would be easier if you ha if we had lav mics. <clears throat> no, he's also meant just to be a sexy sex pot with his bee stung lips. But that quote, my <laughs> my good opinion once lost is lost forever, is a very very famous quote from Pride and Prejudice. Oh. And he, so. So pride and prejudice. She's prejudice, I, and I, he's pride. Did I, you get that? I, Did I, you catch I, that? I put that together. Oh, yes. you put that together. Okay. Anyway, it's, so they're not exactly subtle with the metaphors in this so far. He looks about as thrilled to be acting in this movie as I am to be watching it. <laughs> they probably played him, paid him scale. <laughs> Got it. So shitty agent. Yeah. Actually, in the books, he's the liveliest character of them all. <laughs> Adam, you're missing a, an important character moment. Is it important? I called the end of the movie, like, right away. Adam, the point of rom-coms, you know they will end up together, but it's the beautiful twists and turns that get them there. And now look, it feels as if they're dancing in a room alone. But they're not. There are people there. And oh my god, isn't that so beautiful? They're in love. Oh my god. Leave it to Studio Canal to be quite so heavy-handed. Oh, Adam, you know... What? Fine. Then maybe we should watch the A&E version so you can see a little more subtlety. Oh, I can't deal with six hours of this. Okay, then fucking deal with it. Deal with the heavy-handedness. I thought the whole point was for me to hate this and not be yelled at for hating it. No, the whole point the whole point of this podcast is maybe that you will eventually like something that I suggest that you do. 
So if you're just disliking it for entertainment's sake, then I say fie upon you. But you had to know that this was not the thing that I was going to be like, ooh. I don't know, Adam. He's a man of integrity. Mr. Darcy's a man of integrity. And I thought you'd appreciate that. So this is what I'm wondering. Are the Bennets like, kind of white trash? They seem a little bit like it. But they're not, like, white trash. They're just, like... Like nouveau riche or a little bit déclassé. I mean, she's like the equivalent of putting ketchup on a steak. Yeah. Yes, for sure. It's so funny to see Rosamund Pike in such a um, modest, shy role when she becomes <laughs> less such than a, badass. Yeah, and she becomes such a badass. And this was her start. Was and same with Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan's like this cute little sniveling. Younger daughter, and then she becomes also a badass. See, Adam, it's almost like you and me talking to each other, where you're like, I can't talk to people I don't know, and I'm like, practice! I don't say I can't talk to people I don't know. I say I don't want to talk to people you're actually I don't know. You are actually very amiable and personable. I am. Yeah. There's a real low bar for love in this time period. This doesn't end with a double wedding, does it? Was it? Clear, was just impression. Bothers me that you're not saying anything. She could have owned I mean, all of this. There's a lot of beautiful stuff in the movie. It's... Yeah. That's the thing about period pieces, it... is that you get to appreciate some of the time period. This is like, we may as well be going to the Frick Museum. There's... I don't know. It's the same reason that I don't really get into Down Abbey at all. It's like, okay, it's White beautiful, but I don't care. Just don't But look, care. this is a woman who turned down his proposal. And then, like, imagine turning down someone's proposal and then going to their house and seeing all of their wealth and riches and your future life together thrown in your face. Like, this is kind of an odd... And look at that ass. <laughs> I mean, she could look at that ass every day. And now she can't. Aww. And it turns out she loves him, too. Isn't that nauseating? Why is that nauseating, Adam? I mean... You are also a drag and a half. And I've fallen in love with you. Yeah. And you're not even wealthy. <laughs> Tough, but fair. <laughs> but again, I called this nonsense in the first act. I know, Adam. The point of the... It's the journey, not the destination. It's this beautiful journey of them meeting each other and not liking each other. And then but the journey ultimately was falling in love so with each other. so boring. Was it boring? Yes. They're not even there yet. You don't even know what's going to happen. If it's a double wedding, I'm setting a fire. <laughs> bee stung lips. See, they both have bee stung lips. Their children are going to be, you know, nearly insufferable. No one will be able to understand a word they say or hear a word they say. Mm. This is where Angelina Jolie came from. It's going to take an hour and 40 minutes to get to the usage of perfidious. Really a missed opportunity. We're inching ever closer to a double wedding and I'm going to be so pissed. 
probably ran out of batteries. <laughs> Adam, you realize that this is exactly what you exude. And sometimes I just power down. <laughs> Not judging him, I'm identifying. Oh god, I forgot the early 2000s lens flare was all the rage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is solidly mid-2000s, Adam. This is 2005. <laughs> so, so many questionable choices with the effects. And again, the lighting department. What? Key lights in two directions! Because the, the house has great light, Adam. And then the third! <laughs> Look at where the sun is! <laughs> the house has great light. And apparently mirrors. <laughs> she has such a tiny head compared to him. Well, Donald Sutherland has a very large head. Maybe that's why I identify with him so much. <laughs> okay, do you have to tell you? It totally does end in a double wedding normally. <laughs> like the Andy version is a legit double wedding. Um, but this, they were kind of the plot too. <laughs> All I can say is thank God because. Why? A double wedding? Yeah, it's Ugh. just economical. So I thought that you would identify with Mr. Darcy greatly. Um, but I didn't expect you to enjoy the movie. Well, you're so, correct. I did not enjoy the movie. Uh-huh. And aside from the fact of that look that he would rather be fucking anywhere else on the planet <laughs> through most of it, <laughs> I don't know if I identified that much with Mr. Darcy. You know what? I have a theory. In rewatching it, I have a theory because he's not my favorite Mr. Darcy for sure. Um... Colin Firth will forever be my Mr. Darcy, but, uh... I mean, I, he barely appeared on film. No, Adam, like, I have a theory. Will you let me tell my theory? Yes, please. Okay, so, because Mr. Darcy is such a, um, you know, iconic sexual character for women, it really needs to be um, a blank slate in which women can project their own desires and a man onto. And so, I feel like the director kept being like, no, 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 give me less. Can you give me less? I want nothing. I want just like tabula rasa. Like I need someone. And so I, cause in his eyes, I mean, he does give a very blank stare. Like he's wondering when crafty's happening in everything. Exactly. Um, no, he's, he's certainly not the best. I, this really does make me want you to watch the A&E version, but I, I do will... not have six hours in me of that. <laughs> I really don't. Um, and I'm, I can't believe that Rupert Friend had such a small part in it. I was surprised. Wickham usually has a larger part because he and, um, Liz, Elizabeth Bennet go through a great flirtation to the point where maybe they're almost going to be engaged. He plays a much larger role in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Mr. Wickham? Yes. Oh, he's in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? He is indeed. Oh, Interesting. Mm -hmm. So how um, does this compare to Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? <laughs> this was way worse than Pride and Prejudice <laughs> and Zombies. But um, for anyone who is a, is a fan of Kira Knightley, did it uh, turn you on a little bit? Like, is she beautiful and, you know, well, I mean, all of her 
be stung with corn. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she, Kira Knightley, to get this out of the way, is pretty much always beautiful. Mm-hmm. But this movie definitely did not do it for me. Really? Really. Even in all those pretty dresses? What about when her pearls were in her hair? I didn't care. What about Rosamund Pike? I thought she was so lovely in this. I mean, it's really like... She is, but... Bingley Bingley and Jane are just so earnest, and they deserve each other, and everyone's getting in the way. And if everyone would just let them mind their own business, they would have ended up together, and they're so wonderfully sweet. But I think that's another reason why I was, like, completely ruined on this movie. Because, like, I came into Rosamund Pike in her fucking badass (laughs) glory days. Regardless of how good she was in this, I still didn't care. Well, this was her first one. I mean, this was a lot of people's first foray. Like, Carrie Mulligan, too. And she also became such a badass and had so many better characters instead of, like, little sniveling Kitty. Like, Kitty and Lydia are the two silly sisters that just want to, like, marry soldiers and uh yeah so and then carrie mulligan becomes an, an a badass in her future movies so uh, anyway it just i i don't know i didn't really it it's the same reason that i don't like down abbey or any of those like big period pieces like because it's white people problems it, not only that it's white people problems it's like problems that aren't problems well, I, Adam, I don't know if you can, so. No, I get the whole inheritance. They can't inherit an estate and they could, they could be turned out. They could be homeless. So they're, they're facing homelessness. They have to get married in order to have a place to stay. It's true security. And it seems frivolous and bullshit. But at the, at that point, as a woman, that was your only option. No, but there's only like one person in there that actually like acknowledge the stakes of all of that like what's her face that came in you know that married mr collins i can't even remember her name because charlotte she had, like, lucas yeah nothing else to do in the movie until that moment well because charlotte lucas is supposed to be like her ugly spinster friend that's like never gonna find anyone well, there you so go who does she ended with mr collins but which I mean, was like you know a, a pity a pity marriage no but like i get the very real stakes of that but like Aside from, I think that they did a big disservice with the way that Mrs. Bennett is about it because she's just fucking nuts. Right, but that is... And, but the only person that really actually, like, portrayed, like, the severity of what was going on and what the stakes actually were in all of this was Charlotte. Because and she, she had three and a half minutes of screen time. <laughs> and to then she the, went away. To give the, like, blinding point of what all of this is. Yeah, like, yeah. the rest of it was just very... Yeah. Like, you know... Well, trying to condense something like that into two hours when they would maybe talk about it a lot more. Because her turning down Mr. Collins, you know, this whole idea of marrying for love is pretty new at this point. And so her turning down Mr. Collins is so horribly selfish because she's basically condemning her family to be penniless and homeless because she won't marry him so that they can keep the estate. 
And we had about 35 seconds worth of acknowledgement of that fact. And then we but, moved on and she's back to, that? Oh, he's kind of an ass. Who argued that? Mrs. Bennett. Mrs. Bennett, while it seems frivolous, is really just looking out for the safety and security of her daughters. And then Donald Sutherland has such a soft spot for Lizzie especially. And he wants to see her happy. And so he lets her not marry. And also it's a bit of like, eh, you're pretty enough that you can, you'll probably find someone. And that's like Charlotte Lucas is like, hey, you've got some like beauty privilege. Well, and the whole time Donald Sutherland is pretty much like, I'm not dead yet, guys. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, why are y'all freaking out? I'm not dead yet. Yeah, but the average lifespan's 60 years. You could go at any minute. Um, what I love, you know, they don't talk about the character of Mary enough. She's just in the back sulking, but she is like. You know, she cares way more about piano and the humanities and writing. And in a lot of ways, I think, is like Jane Austen, who was a writer and lived with her large family. It's like this is sort of a lot based on her life. And, um, you know, Mary, I'm sure, ends up being a spinster. And maybe a successful author or artist of some sort. You know, I was missing a coal deal. (laughs) But we have to. Okay, we have to talk about Gentleman Jack while we're watching this because it's also a period piece, um, which is about lesbian lovers. There are chicks making it out in that and like fucking all the time. And Adam's like, I'm more interested in the coal deal. When's that happening next? He's way more interested in Gentleman Jack becoming a coal baron. I mean, that's just like actually intrigue. The rest of it is just like. You don't want to see two ladies making out. It, it has no bearing on what's interesting about that series. <laughs> really? Yes. I, I I think it's hot for two ladies to make out. Well, I mean, we established <laughs> that you are the second greatest objectifier of women <laughs> the on the planet. Mrs. Bennett. Yes. <laughs> like, so I, on the other hand, are interested in you know what the women are doing and like breaking the molds and being general badasses in the business world. But you can see a lot of what Lizzie is doing is breaking molds. Like she's very improper and impertinent in a lot of ways and very forward in her thinking. And, and the fact that she doesn't, isn't immediately cast aside is pretty cool. I mean, the character's interesting, but I think that it's rather unfocused in how this all comes together in this particular piece. So do you want to read the book then or watch the six hour series to really get the subtleties of Elizabeth Bennett and no, I frankly don't. I frankly don't. Um, Well, why? I mean, I, one cool thing about Darcy, is there a cold deal in the books? No. Well then he's, so he's the ultimate female fantasy. And a lot of people think like, Oh, it's that messaging of like, if a guy is an asshole, he's, right for you. And I don't think that's necessarily right. I think it's the fact that Darcy was, uh, was, uh, not nice at first and she called him out on it and he took that to heart and listened to it and paid attention to her and observed her while also examining himself and did a little bit of personal growth, reconnected with her again and was able to fall in love. So it's more of the fantasy of that, like a man can change. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't even think that he that it was that he wasn't nice at the beginning. He was just quiet. 
He didn't say anything mean to anybody when he was there at the party. He's just like, I'd rather no, not be doing No, he said this. something very, very rude about Lizzie. He said she was barely tolerable and that, like, Bingley, you already have the hottest one here, so I'm not going to bother dancing with anyone. He totally insulted her. And when he was proposing to her, he insulted her station. Like, even though you're you're of far inferior birth and none of my family is happy about this, I love you in spite of that. Will you please marry me? And she's like, uh, pfft. No, thanks. Yeah, no, there he was seriously an asshole. No, he's totally arrogant. But she calls him on it and he learns from it. And that's like, you know, like he challenge they challenge each other. And so they're going to have a beautiful, lovely marriage. But didn't she come for him before he said barely tolerable? Come for him? Yeah, no, she was sitting there. I mean, she was she was wittier in act one than she was the rest of the movie. Well, because she was smitten. There was a lot of lovely witty repartee in the in the beginning. Don't you agree? Mm. So, she had some Elizabethan zingers. <laughs> Elizabethan. This wasn't Elizabethan time. I know. This was like 400 years later. Okay. I think actually maybe it's only 200. I can't remember. They changed the time period of this. It's not the Regency period like it is in the books. I think it's like 100 or 200 years earlier, which is kind of weird. But still, you got to admit that, and you got to forgive me for choosing Elizabethan zingers. No, she had some old-timey zingers for sure. Um, I'm really sad that you don't connect to it at least a little bit. I really don't. Because mm. I'm just such a sap. I just think it's so... Those two really love each other and they challenge each other and that's so sweet. And it was like right when marrying for love was such a new idea. It's very romantic. But I mean, as far as like rom-coms go and everything, I know this is going to sound weird, but it still ranks towards the bottom for me because there's like... No arc. They're in the same room for five minutes. And like, I love them. But that's but everything's heightened because in that time period, you didn't get to spend a lot of time with people. Like courtship was so much shorter. Like you just had to find out, like, hey, they they don't have warts all over their face. They're of good social standing, and like we can carry on a conversation. Great, that equals a good marriage. And so that were those were the few times persuasion. You would hate persuasion. It's even worse. It's all just looks. <laughs> it's even worse. But, uh, I don't know. I don't. I mean, that's partly why I don't identify with it because, like, you know, obviously, I'm more about like you know, hanging out and finding like, okay, in thirty years, we're still gonna have fun. Yeah, but we, to truth be told, we found that out in one. I could say you could probably say that you had found that out in one night. Of us hanging out. Yeah, but we were together like 30 times more than they were. <laughs> we had to roll the dice a lot more. Like, back they then. were chaperoned in four minute segments. Like, <laughs> they're in love with each other. Yeah, what I the know. hell? We made it down Mount Beacon without killing each other. I, that's <laughs> when I'm like, okay, we'll be no. all right. Like, you know, just wait till the like horseshoe falls off the horse and see how good they're doing then. I can't believe this didn't tug at any of your little strings. You didn't think like, oh, that little Lizzie Bennett, that spunky Lizzie Bennett reminds me of my fiance, Katie Bland. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awful and so sad. 
Do you think our mothers are a lot like Mrs. Bennett? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, my mom had that matchmaking phase back when mm-hmm. I was in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. Even when I was 18, and she encouraged me to try to bring the shot girl at Cozumel back to the... <laughs> See? Yeah, that was weird. Our moms were always working. Yeah. <laughs> and now when I think she was kind of working against her own interests. <laughs> right. The shot girl. <laughs> yeah. Mm. She just wanted to see you happy. <laughs> yeah. And she put lemons down her shirt and stole a baby. <laughs> hmm. Are we going to have to cut this part out? I don't know. I make fun of her for that all the time. <laughs> well, um, has this ruined all period movies for you forever? I mean, most period movies were already ruined for me. <laughs> Inheritance just isn't... Well, then why do you want... Why are you interested in watching Succession? Which he's in, by the way. Mr. Darcy is in. Fine, he can be in it. Like I'm. <laughs> but it's also about Inheritance. Yeah, but... But it's modern day, so you care less. But it's, like, modern day, and it seems like the story is a little bit more fleshed out, and that I... It's not, Adam, you cannot... There's business deals. Adam, you cannot insult Jane Austen that way and saying that that story is not fleshed out. I will not I'm not, not insulting Jane Austen in this yes, case. Yes, you are. I'm insulting the 2005 interpretation <laughs> of a Jane Austen novel. No, it is, it is wonderfully fleshed out. She's an amazing writer. She knows her characters. And in, with all of her books, this is a commentary on the time period. The first sentence is, um, and I'm going to have to find the quote because I don't want to bastardize it. But you're on the internet? No. The, this movie... I'm, I'm not saying that Pride and Prejudice as, you know, a tome of literature was not a fleshed out story. This was cut and piecemeal, and I thought that they lost a lot of conflict. They set up stuff, and then it dropped. They went away. It is I a think... truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. <laughs> That's so funny. It, hilarious. A rich guy must want a wife. He must. And, you know, flushed out or not, it's just not my kind of story. Like, because well, I don't but, like something doesn't mean that it's but not But to me, literature. it's almost, to me, it almost every time you say that, it's almost like you're being misogynistic or you don't care about, like, the female issues of that time period. Like, this was the female plight at that time. Like, it sucks that we didn't have better stories. You know, maybe there's one gentleman Jack from that time period. But every other woman was trying to figure out how how they were going to get security and safety. And they had to do that by marrying well. And they had to use all talents at their disposal. So it was, like with Caroline Bingley, it was her wealth and her looks. And with someone like Mary, it was her talents and... With Lizzie, it was her looks and her intelligence, and that's, like, what you had. And you had to, like, learn how to needlepoint and sing and play piano just to try to fucking get a guy to marry you. It's awful. It's worse now. I'd say I'd rather learn a piano piece than have to put on Spanx and get my eyebrows microbladed and, you know, rip all of the hairs out of my vagina just to try to get a guy to date me. It's all of that shit is still happening. And so there's just one commentary yes, of it. because I chose you on your needlepoint. <laughs> Look, 
I find great issue with calling it misogynistic because I don't care about a story about women wanting to marry in the 1860s. Well, that's not that I don't care about women's issues. I just don't care about women's issues then. Well, so to me, I you very it's just you, not an interesting story. I don't think you. I don't think you care about women's issues now. I just don't, I do care about women's issues what? now. You can't say watching Broad City somehow makes you care about women's issues now. No, the fact that I care about women's body autonomy and I would never presume to tell you what to do with your body okay. makes me care about women's issues now. That, you know, this abortion ban south of the Mason-Dixon line infuriates me. Okay. That makes me okay. care about women's issues now. Thank you. We shouldn't bring <laughs> politics in this. We don't want to alienate two yeah. of our fans. No, not caring about, like, you know, the day-to-day -day issues of the 1840s. Like, I also, you know don't care about a sweeping epic about the dangers of scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> just give and them I, lemons. No, I refuse. Like that, you know, that just makes me uninterested. Not that I don't care about the plights of people because their ancestors 200 years ago had it rough. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know why you don't find period, like the social politics of period dramas so fascinating. Cause I certainly do like about losing your reputation you know, Lydia eloping, not only is that affecting her reputation, but it's her entire family. And she has four other unmarried sisters that are never going to be able to find someone because they have a slutty sister. See, Like, that's wild. See, I enjoy, like, the politics, politics of that time, because that, like, shaped the world today and informs, like, a lot of, like, what's happening now. But this now. is just like, a little hint of a commentary on that. So you can see that, you can see it almost at the micro level, how something like that affected families in the day-to-day -day then. Well, I mean, but this story had very little it. to do with the colonization of Africa or the Middle East and how things from the 1800s are affecting our geopolitical systems today. Mm. Like, you know, this family in the country. Well, now you just sound pretentious. <laughs> I don't think that's pretentious. <laughs> I just think that's where my like where my interests lie. I think that it's like historical pieces are fascinating as to how they relate to where we got to today. But you could relate that. You could say something like Pride and Prejudice, you still see that to this day. You see it differently, but in a lot of ways, women still absolutely value themselves only when they are engaged or married, and there's so much pressure for that. So this could absolutely be related to the modern day or seeing how that affects us now, even from then. Mm. Because what kind of value add does a woman have? Back then it was like some needlepoint and a good piano song. But I mean, now I argue that that is different because you'll find people from every gender that don't value themselves now and it has nothing to do with you know, marriage, like they tie themselves into something. I don't think that that's a unique thing that stems from here. I just think that that's a mm. self-esteem issue that has been going on since we first started walking upright. But you don't think there's any social conditioning that a woman has that she doesn't offer any value until she's uh, married or connected with a man? I mean, there's also social, there social conditioning that men don't offer any value unless they have found a wife, settled down, and started a family. Yeah, but not so much. Like, as a guy, you could you could 
not and just be one of those single guys that becomes like a big uh you know ceo conglomerate like i don't know is elon is elon musk married no, Elon Musk not married because he's a fucking nut job. See, because but it doesn't matter. He's still celebrated for his wonderful ideas and I mean, there's still a lot of women that are celebrated for their wonderful ideas and everything like that too. I mean, I'm not saying that there's not a problem. I'm just saying that I don't think that this is a microcosm of like, look, we haven't changed at all. I I think it is. I don't In think a lot so. of ways, I think it is. I don't think so. Look at Dame Judi Dench, who was on there. She was a powerful, badass woman like we have today. Yeah, but she was she didn't need fuck. no man. Well, but she that who where did she? Where do you think she got all that fucking money from her dead husband? Yeah, I mean, where do you think a lot of the old money got all their fucking money anyway? <laughs> <laughs> she married from into a dead that relative shit. somewhere. She married into that shit because no one can, no ladies can inherit land. That's how the drama of Downton Abbey started is that none of their daughters could inherit land. And then so who should show up? Matthew Crawley, who's just this lawyer. He works for a living. God forbid. And they're trying to get Matthew Crawley to fall in love with their oldest. And it's a will they, won't they, will they, won't they. All while Maggie Smith Smith is just being hilarious, being like, what's a weekend? It's great. Thus ensues seven seasons of talking about the servants getting it on. <laughs> like, it's great. I don't know, Adam. I, I, you know, I don't know why I tre- keep wanting to get you connected to things that I love so much, like social dramas. But I really do. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't know. Partly because I, I don't particularly identify with social drama of the now i don't really care about a social drama of the ever <laughs> like, social drama like, of I, the I, ever. I don't like people enough to care about my social standing or really connect to other people thinking about theirs mm. like i'm very much not in that world so i definitely don't get into it into watching a movie that is solely about social drama. Mm. Hence my love of the cold deal on Gentleman Jack. And not the lesbian softcore porn that's happening right in front of you. Yeah, no, that I don't really care about. Whoever anybody is diddling, I don't really care. That is anyone else puzzled by this? Speak up. Um, well, I, I mean... Sure, watching people make out in seven layers. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like it take... takes three episodes to get the <laughs> fucking petticoat it. off. Like, there's well, not going to be a payoff on that. There's a lot of laces. There's a lot of laces. <laughs> Which is why I'm more interested uh, in the cold deal. Because I know it's going to be season two before she actually gets the damn dress off. Oh, man. <laughs> um. So I think we should end this here. <laughs> uh... We have a lot of really good potential episodes coming up. You just have to, like, nut up and decide to do them. I don't think we have any good potential no. episodes well, coming up. you I won't think. think that naturally. No, I, I, think, um, I think they're all shit. Some of them do cost a lot of money. So if you want to donate to the cause, you can Venmo me at, at Katie-Bland-1. 
Uh, Venmo me some money for our next ones. They're going to be real doozies. I can, I can guarantee you that. And if you like our uh, podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, share, uh, you know, give us five stars, likes for likes, etc. <laughs> likes for likes. That's the thing on Instagram. Like people will like your photos if you like their photos. It's really awful and transactional and not at all the point of Instagram. And yet this is what America's come to. I, I don't really understand the internet. Um, but I am a fan of myself becoming an internet sensation. He's using this word far too much. It's not, he's not an internet sensation. I, I hear I'm trending no, or something like you're that. Not, you're definitely <laughs> not trending. I hashtag can Team Adam has become a thing. No, I can promise you you're so, not So hashtag everything with Team Adam. No. I'd be very appreciative to my social capital so I can talk um, about my standing in a stuffy sitting room. Yeah, if you want to um, email us any comments or any ideas for episodes, uh, you can do that at um, Adam Loves Everything Podcast. Or, oops, that's not right. That's Sorry. Definitely not the name of the show. <laughs> Adam Hates Everything Podcast at gmail.com. Just doing a little bit of Freudian slip there for a second. And there will not be a spinoff of Adam Loves Everything. No, no. Because I can assure you it that would is be not two episodes long. <laughs> the case. Um, so, Adam Hates Everything Podcast at gmail.com. You can email us and uh, let's two get hours. this thing famous because Adam would really love to be. Um, paid to do things he hates he told me i that's patently false i I, would i just can't wait for us to get so famous that we have to go on tour and then like what are you going to cover your face with is the real question i mean i mean it just helps that i don't actually appear on film so uh okay so thanks for listening and uh the next one will be a really big surprise we'll see what adam agrees to nothing no, you'll have to do something. No. You can't ne- give Next up will yet. be the first episode of Adam Loves Everything. No, It'll no. be an hour and a half of <laughs> silence. <laughs> to give everyone... This is a break for your ears. <laughs> this, this is what Adam loves. Just a live stream of silence every now and then. <laughs> hear me clear my throat or turn the page of a book or, or something. Or drop a pen um, that he's been spinning. Hey. Okay, uh, so happy Pride, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, Oh, dang. Holding hands at that time period, he may as well have, like, you know, rubbed his penis on her. Scandal. I wonder if her ankles were visible as well. (laughs) I think they were just for a second while she stepped in.